0: I think there are a few things that I say so often that they almost become like culturisms. (laughs) And one of them is if you want something different, you have to do something different. I didn't make that up, of course, but it is foundationally, fundamentally true, especially for entrepreneurs. And today we're going to be talking about some um, scheduling and logistical ways that that's true. Here on my channel and my podcast, we talk a lot about um, an unhappy journey can never lead to a happy ending, and that's a fact, but there's another truth that we need to talk about today. Let's talk about the difference between ensuring that you love your business And enduring discomfort in order to stretch yourself and grow because I'll be the first to tell you as well that your business is only going to grow as much as you do as a person. As humans, we want to stay safe and our primitive brain will conspire with the higher level analytical logical brain in the form of thoughts in order to keep us safe and in our comfort zones. So when you start to venture out of your comfort zone, your logical brain will offer you thoughts specifically around convenience and preferences and intuition or logic to keep you stuff- stuck in your comfort zone. So it's thoughts like, I know what I need to do. I just don't have time to do it. Or thoughts like, I'll know when it's the right time to start, or I don't like social media. I don't like messaging. I don't like having conversations. I don't like going live. I don't like selling. Or thoughts like, I can't afford training, or I can't afford support, or I can't afford to do the uh, marketing and paid ads that I need to do in order to grow my business. So how do you know the difference between thoughts that are protecting your passion and keeping you on the journey to your happy ending versus Thoughts that are keeping you stuck and not allowing you to stretch and grow. Here's the difference you know, when your primitive brain is in charge and your higher level brain has taken a back seat because your thoughts disempower you and you stop looking for solutions. So when you tell yourself, I will start when the time feels right, then you automatically stop right there. There's no reason to keep looking for solutions because now your thoughts have given you a reason to put your actions on hold. Or when you say, I hate social media and your thoughts feed your actions. And so you don't do any marketing and you keep yourself stuck. The worst thing you can do is to keep waiting for the perfect time and doing only the things that feel comfortable or intuitive. If building a profitable business was comfortable or intuitive or convenient, then everyone would have one. There would be no such thing as a broke entrepreneur. There would be no one ever shutting their doors and going back to a nine-to-five job. So let's explore opportunities to reframe our thoughts that are around convenience and comfort and even logic so that we can grow our skill sets and our mindsets and grow our businesses. Y'all, this is a really important lesson, so I want you to make sure that you take notes. We're going to start by drawing a diagram, uh, so I want you to grab your journal, get a fresh sheet ready, and let's get to it. I'm Kelly Coulter. In 2020, I became absolutely obsessed with helping fitness professionals build their businesses so they could serve their clients during the pandemic. Now, I help coaches just like you make more impact with your perfect clients without adding hours to your day by leveraging the life-changing work you're already doing. These episodes are specifically designed to deliver mindset, business, and direct response marketing tips that will truly move the needle on your business. Ready to get started? Let's go. All right, so before we jump into the meat of the episode, I want you to meet a special guest of mine. We're going to talk with Anne-Marie Henry about her experience in my Accelerator program. So hello, Anne-Marie, thank you for doing this.
1: Oh, hi, Kelly. My pleasure, my pleasure.
0: Will you tell us a little bit about where you were when you jumped into the program?
1: Um, So I am an independent personal trainer, and I was attempting to grow my business. Um, It was struggling, I needed some new ideas. And so I've known Kelly since 2020 and Mm -hmm. I've been following her since 2020, taking several boot camps and Kickstarters. And I knew it was time as Summer approached that I needed to do something different because what I was doing was not working. And so I joined the Accelerator and, the rest is
0: history. <laughs> <laughs> and you really did you followed along for a while you took part in a lot of things that I did and um but yeah I um you were you were in my community for a long time you and I had a lot of conversations I wasn't sure if you would ever come on as a paid client but then you really stepped up your game you rented a space and you started an in-person studio and I think that's when you felt like it was time to really bring somebody in to help you ramp that up is that right
1: that's correct. That's correct. I, I decided to leave the world of the big box gym as far as the personal training end of it. And so now I had to kill what I ate. So I had to find my own clients before, you know, they, it was like, in a, you're in a fishbowl and they would just walk by and you just pluck them out of the air. Well, now, <laughs> hey, it's, it's all on me. And so with Kelly's help, um, I have grown my business. Yes. Yes. You've done an amazing job. So we've been, we were
0: looking just recently at your results and I'm not going to go too much into numbers. We as fitness professionals and wellness people don't love to talk about that sort of thing, but you have basically doubled your numbers from May to August, from what I'm looking at, just from our notes in the last few weeks. And, um, those are all people that you, like you said, have brought in On your own, we've we've worked all the techniques, and you've really brought in a lot of new clients and having a great time.
1: Yes, definitely, it's it's (laughs) a pleasure to be able to help more people. It uh, definitely makes my heart happy.
0: I I love it. What's your favorite part about helping more people right now?
1: Um, Just just seeing their progress, Um, hearing them say, um, or having a significant other tell them. You know, before you started working out with Anne-Marie, you wouldn't have been able to move that mattress or push or, or you wouldn't have been able to do some of that stuff on your own.
0: Yes. So. Oh, so good. So good. And what's your favorite part about participating in the accelerator?
1: Um, the listening to the problems that other accelerators have that, that we all have. You think that you're the only person out there having that issue, and that's not true at all. We're all in the same boat together. And so um, through the accelerator, you hear uh, the issues that other um, fitness professionals are having, and we come up with solutions. And some of the solutions for me apply to other people. And you don't even realize that you're going to get that out of the accelerator until until you're in there and you're listening to the, the problems that other people have.
0: Oh, that's a great answer. Great answer. I love it. I'm going to add on to that and say, when you guys share your celebrations, so amazing, such a good time.
1: Definitely, all <laughs> cheer for each other. Little dance, you know, we do.
0: We have disco dance parties.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Marie,
0: thank you so much. I appreciate you coming in and sharing your experience. I hope that's helpful. You, all you right.
1: Well, my pleasure. All right. Thank you.
0: Thank you. All right. So let's get into the meat of this lesson. Let's start by talking about the business development pyramid. So you see a lot of coaches talking about this pyramid, but I've really adapted this to coaches that I work with. So coaches who are working directly with clients to improve health outcomes. Um, This is most likely individual fitness instructors, personal trainers, nutritionists, dietitians, um, wellness coaches who are working with clients outside of a facility or inside their own small facility. So many of you have smaller businesses and you're working on onboarding the right number of clients and finding the right message that resonates with your people, with your perfect future buyers. So that's who this business development pyramid is really gonna be customized for. So I want you to open up your journal and get out a fresh sheet. And then on the fresh sheet, you're gonna draw a triangle with the point at the top and the widest part at the bottom. So it's like you're building a pyramid on the ground. It's gonna be flat at the bottom and then the point's gonna be at the top. And then what I want you to do is draw two lines. One of those lines is a third of the way up and it's gonna go across that triangle. And then one of those lines is a third of the way from the top. So the third of the way down and it goes across the triangle. Both of these are horizontal. So what you've done now is vertically up and down, you have made three sections. So you've got a top section of your triangle, a middle section and a bottom section. The width at any point on this triangle is really going to represent the amount of time and kind of sweat equity that you need to invest in your business building at any stage. So just like building a pyramid on the ground, you're going to start by building a solid base. So the first phase of your business is at the bottom. The first couple of years that you're in business you're going to be they're going to be the most intense of turn in terms of sweat equity and time investment. you can't skip past this business development step. I call it the development phase when you're in the development phase of your business you're going to pay for your clients in one of two ways you're either going to pay for them with your time or you're going to pay for them with your money and because you're still learning who your customers are and what solutions are right for those customers. There's really only one way to get new customers and that is by investing your time into serving them and getting to know them. So it's called the development phase because it's where you get the fundamental information about your audience and also about the product that you're developing for this audience. During this phase, You're going to spend a ton of time in conversations. It's your job right now to find your audience, show up for them, listen, and watch for the clues of success. Here's what business owners tell me a lot of times during this phase of business development. They tell me they don't have time for the conversations. The truth is you don't have time not to have conversations because nothing else you do in your business at this phase of the game is going to carry the same weight. If you're telling yourself otherwise, then you're telling yourself a story in order to avoid the discomfort that comes with learning a new skill set, the skill set around having conversations with people that you may, may not know as well. I get it because I was there with you for a really long time. So because the work that you do during the development phase is very time-consuming and requires the business owner's personal attention a lot of the times, It is critical that everything that you do pulls double duty. You have to be creating clients while learning about your potential clients and while refining your product, which is like your program or your offer. And so that's why conversations are so effective during this phase of business and why I talk about them so, so much. Now, when you move up the pyramid into the middle, so now you're in the middle section, Now you're able to back off a little from the hands-on one-to-one conversations or one-to-many conversations even because you're able to leverage what you've learned during the development phase and you're able to leverage that using money. So you're able to hire people and you're able to use paid ads. Leverage means that you can use money plus your knowledge that you've already created. Plus the product that you've already refined and you're able to move faster. You may be able to hire someone to help you getting moving faster and or a team. And you may be able to work a little bit less hands on in the business development This is where you start moving from working in your business to working on your business. For most of my clients, I want to listen up because I'm going to give you a benchmark here. For most of my clients, leverage phase does not happen until you've made at least six figures in your business. So until you've made $100,000 and served at least 50 paid clients. That's when you know you can move out of the development phase and into the leverage phase because now you have a message that resonates and you've got a product that sells. So you're able to use paid ads now. You know I say it all the time about paid ads. Paid ads only work to amplify a message that's already resonating or sell a product that is already selling. So that's what I want to say about leverage. Leverage is where, you, um, where you're where you able to use the institutional knowledge and all the work that you've done during development in order to move faster. You're able to leverage that stuff. Now, the top of the pyramid is maturity for your business. So at the very top, you can write maturity. This is where you get to really be high level and strategic. It's also where you might start to think about the end game for your business, because at the end of the day, there are only two reasons to build a business. You're either going to sell it and retire to the beach, or you're going to leave it to your kids. Now, I know what you're thinking. Kelly, I am just looking to make enough so that I can buy groceries and pay my bills, but... I want to reframe that because asking yourself, am I building something that will always need me actively working in it in order to make money? When you're asking yourself that every day, it will help you to see your business differently. So if you can start to look at your business as something that might be sold or left to your kids, you can start to see the places where it's really depending on you and you need to kind of pull yourself out. You want to create something that is more than just a job for you, that if you don't show up, it's not going to make money. Your time is the most expensive resource you can invest, and you want your time and your sweat equity during the development and leverage phases to pay you back when you get to maturity. So you can almost think of it as your retirement plan. When you get to that stage of business, when you get to maturity, you will have built something that you want to protect A few of us just may want to close the business and retire. But ideally, you've built a business that is worthy of being sold. And you can only do that if you go through these three phases and build your pyramid properly so that you've got something that has automations and systems and you're able to leverage that hard-won knowledge and you've got an audience and selling a product that And you are selling a product that creates meaningful change in people's lives. That's what we do as coaches. And that's what the best coaching businesses do, regardless of whether the owner or the head coach is in that business every single day doing the things. All right. So I want to talk about convenience. I want to talk about comfort. And I want to talk about logic. So let's talk about convenience first. So at the top of the show, I said that your brain will offer you thoughts around convenience, around preferences, and around logic in order to keep you stuck. And you know that your primal brain is involved and that your higher level thinking has kind of taken a back seat because you feel disempowered. The fact is there are specific actions you're going to need to take on a daily, weekly, monthly, and yearly basis in order to build your business. In the development phase, that base phase, your daily habits have to be a balance between direct income-producing activities and forward-thinking work. If you're in, so the direct income producing activities, of course, are going to be delivery of the product and selling of the product conversations. If you're in the leverage phase of your business, you can pull yourself away from those direct income producing activities a little bit because you're able to delegate and automate. And in the maturity phase, you're really looking at your business in terms of goals and objectives for the coming. Months and years, and you're not involved at all in the direct income producing activities. You're managing those things. At any phase of your business, you have to build your daily schedule around the activities that will grow your business to the next phase. So, here are three key tools to pull you out of your comfort zone and keep you focused on your business growth. The first is time blocking your daily schedule. So I suggest using a calendar with a week at a glance view and then the days laid out vertically. So if you lay your, your, uh, your weekly calendar out, it's like, it's got Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, like this vertically, and then hours across like this. This is great because what you can do is you can start to write out all of your appointments and different things that you need to do and you can start to color code them and categorize them and you'll be able to see in blocks where you're spending your time. So for example, um, everything that I do to deliver my service to my paid clients, I write in hot pink and everything that I do on my personal workouts, I write in blue, my, um, Sales calls or informa- or anything that gets me visibility out into the community, I do in purple. So now when I look at my calendar for the week, I can really see where I'm spending my time. I have a great video on time blocking that I give to my accelerators. But if you send me a message, I will send it over to you and it includes a template as well. So if you're interested in time blocking your daily schedule, then um, – send me a message. I'll I'll send it to you. So the great thing about time blocking your daily schedule is that the colors are going to expose exactly how you're spending your time. So if you are starting to get sucked into leading too many workouts at a gym, or if you're spending too much time delivering services to paid clients way past what they've paid you for, you're going to see that right away in your daily time blocks. So your daily time blocks almost start to, um, they're going to expose the ways that you're spending your time in in the same way that we always talk about you having thought loops and um, that having like a coach will expose you to your own thought loops. Your daily time blocked schedule will help expose you to how you're really spending your time. And then you can see right away if those direct income producing activities are not in there, why you're not making money. You'll see it. It'll be right there. All right. So number two, So you're going to date, you're going to time block your daily schedule, and then you're going to have quarterly objectives. So y'all, I'm not a big fan of like traditional goal setting. And I know everybody is different on this, but I come from a software background and I, I led teams of web developers for 20 years, in addition to being a fitness instructor for 20 years on the side. So What I found when I led teams of web developers is that a lot of times you would have deadlines imposed on you by higher-ups that were unrealistic. And so goals kind of became a bad word in my mind. So I'm going to go really easy on you and say that we're not talking about goals that have specific numbers and specific deadlines. I like to look at ninety-day periods instead as more like overarching objection. objectives, not objections. <laughs> so, some of your objectives will have more defined timelines. Maybe they will have numbers around them. Maybe they will um, have specific income goals. Maybe they won't. It's it doesn't matter. It's okay. So for example this year in my business July August and September were completely dedicated to me onboarding a specific new skill set I've been working on and now as I record this today is Monday October 3rd we're moving into October and my fall is dedicated to something different I'm going to be revamping the curriculum inside my accelerator program to make it more concise. And then in January, February, and March, I'm going to be looking at training new coaches so that I've got more capacity to take more people into the accelerator. So there's a lot of talent in my community that is underutilized, and I would love to offer some of them opportunities to be coaches. All right, so Having those 90-day objectives has kept me on track already and will continue to keep me on track, and I'll give you a really specific example. If I were not working on that specific skill set during July, August, and September, I would have so easily gotten pulled into starting to revamp that curriculum during that period of time. So if I hadn't declared that as my 90-day objective, then I would have started working on the curriculum instead, and then I would have never onboarded that new skill set that's going to be really important to me going forward. But because I stayed on track, I was able to onboard the new skill set, and that skill set's going to be life-changing for my career and for my business going forward. All right. So that is 90-day objectives. They're very important, and I want you to claim them and name them and own them and have them in place. The last thing I want to talk about is planning your 12 months in advance. So... I'll give you an example of why this really matters. So in 2021, I had sat down and I had plotted out all of my marketing events and travel and speaking engagements and all the things that I had on the list for the next 12 months. I had gone ahead and planned all that out and I plotted it on a big year at a glance calendar and it saved my business because in the middle of the year... (sighs) My personal life kind of became a little bit of a dumpster fire. There was a lot of things that kind of all happened at once. And, um, you know, it drew my attention. It drew my energy Um, there. There were uh, requirements and needs for me outside of my business. If I had not plotted my year out in the way that I did, then um i wouldn't have been able i wouldn't have had anything to kind of look back to and rely on and the the whole year just would have been shot. I would not have made any money in my business from like June going forward if I hadn't plotted out and then stuck with that plan. So in a lot of ways, your 12-month plan, along with your 90-day objectives, along with your daily time blocking, are like a crystal ball for your business. When you can rely on those things and stick to them, they will predict your success for the coming year. The truth is your business can be built on just a few really key activities that are performed consistently over time. The key is in knowing which activities are the right ones and knowing how to make time for them, how to make them a priority over time, how to make time for them in your day, and then how to keep that consistent over months and years. So that is the whole idea of convenience. Your brain is gonna give you thoughts telling you that you don't have time to do those key activities, but the fact is you don't have time not to because businesses are built on key activities over time consistently. All right, so let's talk about comfort. Another thing, another thought your brain is gonna offer you is I'm uncomfortable, but your brain usually isn't gonna say, I'm uncomfortable. Your brain is going to say, I don't like. So that's why I was talking about this in terms of preferences, because a lot of times your brain will say, I don't like X, Y, Z, or I don't want to, or this isn't going to be the way I want to spend my time because it's not comfortable, right? In the development phase, you have to be in conversation with clients constantly. Clients, potential clients, partners, future partners. And that's super uncomfortable for a lot of us. So we tend to want to automate. We tend to try to post on social and we tend to try to buy ads and boosts. So you guys will tend to schedule posts out for months and months in advance so you can just like spray out a message or you might even purchase done-for-you content I call this the post and ghost, right? (laughs) You've got something going up and so that's good enough. And so you just get it done because you think you're like gaming the algorithm, right? Posting in and of itself, especially when you post and ghost is really just a one-way conversation. So when it's a one-way conversation, you're really missing the whole point. You're missing the vital reactions and questions and input that you get from having conversations. And when you miss those things, you miss the information those things provide about your perfect future clients and about the product they want from you. You don't get to hear them talk about how what their pain points are and how, what words they use to describe those pain points. You miss the information they'll give you about the other things that they're trying in order to solve that problem that you solve. You miss the opportunity to tailor your message and your product to your ideal client. This is one of the reasons that going live for your audience is so effective. It puts you in direct communication with your perfect future clients, and it allows you to add value while also hearing from them and getting in their heads. So another thing you guys will do a lot in order to like avoid the discomfort of conversations is you'll purchase ads and boost posts in the hopes that the volume of eyeballs that see your message will reveal at least a few of your perfect future buyers. But here's the problem. As I've said a million times, paid ads only serve to amplify a message that is already resonating and sell a product that is already selling. So if you're paying to boost a message, but you haven't first invested the time in getting to know your ideal clients and what they want, then that message isn't going to resonate. So the money you spend on ads is not going to be a So if you're in the development phase, under $100,000 and fewer than 50 paid clients, your brain might be telling you that you don't have time to get in true communication with your people, that it's too time consuming or that it feels too much like network marketing. These are kind of the thoughts that your brain starts to offer you. Your results always come from your thoughts first. We talked about that last week. If you want more on that, go back and watch the Using Thoughts to Create Better Results in Your Business episode that I posted last week. Sorry, I'm recording this um, a couple weeks out, so that would have been um, at the end of September. Look at the end of September. Today, we're going to talk about this whole concept of your thoughts creating your results in a more tactical sense. And that is this in the development phase, you are going to get clients as a result of conversations. If you're not getting clients, you're either not having conversations or you're not talking to the right people. In the leverage phase, you get clients by using tools like ads or delegation to leverage that message that's already working. So you only have three controls at play, there are only three things you can adjust. Either it's the people that you're talking to, the message you are delivering, or the product that you're offering. If your product is not solidly defined, or if it's for the wrong people and you're, you're not talking to the right people, then you won't make sales. If you aren't delivering your message, you won't make sales. Here's my point. The business results are a reflection of your actions over time. If, you're, if you find yourself not taking the actions that support growing your business to the next phase, then look for training or support. Get empowered so that you can take the actions that feel uncomfortable, that your brain is telling you you don't like, and you can have more confidence around them. Don't let your inner caveman win. So if you're having thoughts, That make you feel like quitting or make you feel disempowered, look for support so that you can have confidence around those actions. Don't let your caveman win. All right. So the last piece of this is business building is not intuitive. So it's not comfortable, it's not convenient, and it's not intuitive. This is that piece that we said at the very beginning. If you want something different, you have to do something different. So here's a little truth bomb, (laughs) y'all. Success leaves clues. If what you have been doing was working to build the business that you want to build, then you would already have the business you want, or at least you would have the clues that success leads so, so that you could follow them to the successful outcome. There are so many times in entrepreneurship that the thing that will work is actually very counterintuitive from the first thing that we come up with. And you can look at that in terms of the first thing that we come up with in our mind is probably also the first thing that 900 other people came up with in their mind. And so, a lot of times, when everyone else zags and we zig, that's when we win. So, if you want something to change, you have to be willing. To change, you have to be willing to do things differently. You have to be first, then you do, then you have. Here's a little hack. Allow yourself to emulate someone who has done it before you. So you find a business builder who has the business that you want to have. And uh, if they're putting the information out there, you can follow along and start to emulate what they've done. Lady Gaga famously emulated Madonna's career in her early days, down to the types of singles she was putting out, the beat behind the music, and the cadence at which she released her singles. So her career followed kind of the exact same trajectory. It was like dance song, then love song, and similar beat. And the whole deal down to the music and the style of video, she emulated Madonna's career, and it worked out for her. (laughs) So this is also where guidance can really come into play, because a good coach is going to expose you to your thoughts and your caveman moments. A good coach will call you out when you're tempted to follow the shiny object, as we all do as entrepreneurs. A good coach will help you think that first impulse through to its conclusion and then reframe that impulse according to your goals. So when we talk about business not being intuitive, when we talk about um, wanting to follow along in on your first thoughts, now you can see how business building is not intuitive and that that Learning to not follow your first thoughts, learning to not expect business building to be intuitive is actually going to be the thing that helps propel you. So the worst thing you can do, as I mentioned before, is to wait for the right time or keep only doing things that feel comfortable or intuitive. If building a profitable business was comfortable or intuitive or convenient, then everyone would have have one. There'd be nobody going back to work at their nine to five jobs, and we would all have lots of money and clients and be making huge impact in this world. So today we talked about the phases of business building and the key activities within each phase. And then we talked about the thoughts that keep you stuck in your comfort zone and keep you from engaging in those key activities. The first one was thoughts around convenience. I don't have the time. It's not the right time. Um, All of those things that tell you not to do it or not to do it right now. So the second is it's scary or time-consuming or icky or I just don't want to. These are thoughts around preferences. And those are usually your brain fighting against being uncomfortable. The third is um, these things don't make sense. I don't want to do something that makes sense. I want to do the things that make sense. So the the third set of thoughts is around intuition or logic. A lot of times, very often within entrepreneurship, the thing that works is the exact opposite of the first impulse that we had. I hope that was helpful to you today. I am looking forward to hearing your comments. Please leave them in the comment section. I will come back and answer any questions that you leave and I will see you guys next week. So before I go, I just want to make sure that you know about my free Facebook group. That's for instructors, trainers, coaches, anybody who's working directly with clients in order to improve their health or their fitness. It's called Grow Your Fitness Business for Instructors, Trainers, and Coaches, and it's on Facebook. It's completely free. Just get in there, answer the questions, and you are in. You can network, train, I give support, and I do a live Q&A on Wednesdays at 2 o'clock where we will talk and dig into the content from today's episode. So get in there and get in that live training on wednesday two o'clock eastern where we are going to dig in and really study and onboard the information from today's episode i will see you there i really hope this information served you today and if it did will you please do me a favor leave a review for the podcast to help other pros know how valuable this content is your reviews help others and they feed my soul as well and while you're at it, please make sure that you're following this podcast so you always get my newest episode in your feed. If you want to thank me for all the free content I share, send this episode to a friend who might find it useful. Your shares help us get the show in the hands of pros and coaches just like you. And one more thing before we go. If you are ready for the next level of support and growth with me, I invite you to take my client creation kickstart it's a wealth of learning coaching and support contained in a mini course that you can complete in just a few days in your spare time if you show up and do the work i will show you how to gain five or more clients in the span of just a few days i've had kickstarters leave that mini course having made five thousand dollars in just a couple days even better Your registration includes a one on one custom next steps call so we can ensure you can complete the course and are prepared to take the right next steps based on your unique business. It's under 50 bucks right now, but that price is not going to last. So head over to fitprosconnect.com. That's F I T P R O S -S 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 Connect dot com slash kickstart and get registered before the price goes up fit dot com slash kickstart and i will see you in our custom next steps meeting